All right, guys. So it is a Friday and it is a free Friday class. It's also the start of April. Happy April Fool's Day, April 1, 2022. Let's begin. So we are getting a confirmation of short-term market tops and lower prices ahead. So how do we capitalize upon these situations? All right. So this would happen last night after 15 straight days of rallying since March 15. Uh, the Dow Jones, the Nasdaq, and the S&P 500 all fell below key moving averages. And you're seeing a lot of the stocks still trade below 200-day moving average. Uh, take a look at the yesterday move. You've got 5,775 decliners. You've got 162 new lows. You've got 4,002 issues below 50-day moving average, 5,676 stocks trading below 200-day, and you've got the bears basically in control last night. And this is what happened on your S&P 500, a lot of reds from the technology space to financials to healthcare to consumer cyclicals like an Amazon and a Tesla. Consumer defensives also gave up some of their gains, albeit small. Industrials, even energy stocks fell, real estate fell, basic materials. Utilities tried to stay safe because it's always been a safe haven, but you'll see that there has been a few reds in between. Communication stocks like your social media advertising names have fallen down suit as well. So it was a total red day, which is really confirming a top especially semiconductors with AMD getting downgraded, Intel getting downgraded, and so on. And last night, as we've seen, let's take a look at the charts here. There are some interesting setups for us to initiate our shorts. So Charles Schwab looks to have this triple top, 95 and 92. Last night was a confirmation. You could see that it was already teetering and weakening over the last two days. And last night was a big red candle on the downside. All financials, by the way, have been screaming short signals, whether it be JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, or, or Bank of America, meaning for the people here who love buying inverse funds on financials, which is the triple bear, that is the FAS. So FAZ, so FAS rallied last night, and I think some people are going in through FAS long calls. So um, just, uh, just for the people who are getting in uh, on the call options, we'll discuss options as well within this class. But uh, these are the stocks that are majorly selling off last night. So JP Morgan has been on a sell down since 170 and see last night was another confirmation of that sell-off. So there are several ways to short the markets. Others are just simply shorting the shares. So they are short JP Morgan, $140. Even at current levels of $136, $137, it can be sold down simply because last night was the confirming signal. So we would take these, per, uh, these rallies uh, back to $141 as a chance to short more JP Morgan. Same thing for Morgan Stanley. We are seeing the same thing happen. So the market is concerned primarily with hedge fund positioning, probably uh, getting losses on the recession in Russia and happening in Europe. So you want to actually assume that the financials in U.S. are not immune and they would have some sort of bad loans or risk collateral within these uh, entities between Europe and Russia. So you're seeing those sell-offs in, uh, in the U.S. Uh, financials. From 110 for Morgan Stanley, we're seeing lower highs at 94. Same thing. So people are also still selling at market levels last night, even at the close of 87 for Morgan Stanley. 
Bank of America, the same thing happening. So uh, we are sh uh, shorting mostly uh, U.S. financials here, U.S. large banks. So Bank of America falling down $41. These are, of course, technical reasons, but mostly rooted on the macro situation where there are uh, companies in U.S. and actually in Europe all uh, affected with the Russian Europeans, uh, the, 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 the war. Okay, we're also going to teach you uh, to reiterate in case you want to make uh, an option strategy for your portfolios. One way to initiate bearish uh, ideas without incurring too much cost is a bear put spread. So again, what is a bear put spread? This is uh, a, a strategy you do when you expect moderate to large declines in the prices of stocks. Example, you want to make a short position on JP Morgan, you could make a bear put spread on it. So the price of a security or asset, you want to reduce the cost of holding the options trade. We know that buying a put option will entail money. Uh, although we try to buy a put option at 5% premium or less, there's one way of actually lessening that cost so about almost negligible cost. How do you do that? By selling the same number of puts on the same asset with the same expiration date at a lower strike price. We know that when we're selling a put, that means that we are receiving a premium. So um, the difference between the two strike prices will uh, minus the cost of your options. That means, uh, for an example, if JP Morgan were trying to buy a put at 140, but we are selling a put at $100, we should be receiving some sort of credit on that sell put at 100, while which lowers the cost of our buy put at 140. So I'm going to show to you that uh, that bearish put spread on JP Morgan today. Um, let's go to our. Uh, options accounts here. So go to the interactive brokers if you wish to open, wait up. Okay, so let us just go through uh, this JP Morgan. Let us make an example for you. JPM, so just click that. Okay, here. We're gonna go to the options chain here. So click the options chain on your JP Morgan. It's currently trading at 137, 136. So we are looking to make a put option. So let's do this about a month from now. So that's about expiring May 13. Okay, so May 13, you want to buy a put option here. So buy, that is a click buy. And you want, so that's a, a $7.50, roughly 5%. If you want to lower down your cost, you can do so via selling a put. So example, we're going to sell a put here at about $100 uh, or maybe here 110 So this one is uh, receiving, uh, giving you a $0.50 cent premium. So that lowers your cost by $0.50. Cents. So $7.50 minus $0.50, cents, about $7. You just click that. So you are selling a put on JP Morgan and buying a put on JP Morgan. So you want to do that, $7. So of course, if you want to make it cheaper, you just type it in. It's not a problem. Time in force, let's do it a day order. So what exactly is happening within the trade? This is a combination. You call it a bear put spread. This is a bear put spread. It's basically assuming that uh, you are going to be a buyer of last resort on JP Morgan by May 13, 22 at 110. And you are also willing to, of course, sell that at 140. So also on May 13. So essentially, you are capped and um, that's because you see a moderate decline in the stock. Okay, so let's take a look again at uh, a bear put spread. 
A key takeaway for bear put spread is it is an option strategy implemented by somebody who is bearish. So you want to maximize profit while minimizing losses. How are you minimizing your losses here? Because it involves a simultaneous purchase and sale of puts for the same underlying asset. So instead of spending $7.50, you could lower down your cost about $6.50 or $6. So you will net a profit when the price of the underlying security declines, i.e., when JP Morgan uh, goes down from $140 to $120, obviously your buy put option of seven could expand to about $17, whereas your sell put option once expired will just be useless and it will just expire to zero. So um, that makes your cost from seven go to six and your six goes to 17. So in some ways, it tries to limit the cost. So it reduces the cost. The pros is that it is actually less risky rather than simply short selling because you just need to spend $6 or $7, which is going to be $600 for your, um, for, your, uh, for your portfolio. It works well in modestly declining markets. So you're assuming that the stock will fall, but not to the point that it's going to fall 50% down. And it limits losses to the net amount paid for the option. So basically how much you spent on your buy put in your sell put, the net is going to be the loss, right? What's the cons? Obviously, if your sell put, let's say uh, JP Morgan falls below 110, what it means is that your buy put nets a huge amount of money, but your sell put requires you to also shell out that money. So 100 shares at 110 is uh, something that is, is required for you just in case there's a risk of early assignment. Nonetheless, you are actually protected because you have a buy put meaning that um, whatever happens, if the stock price goes down, you are making that $30 profit. Now, there's also a cut. Uh, understand that a bear put spread is a bearish take. That means that it's risky if JP Morgan rises dramatically. Example, if JP Morgan rose to $150, your sell put essentially um, is, um, is not going to get assigned, but your buy put means that you are... Uh, essentially losing uh, everything because uh, if the stock goes up, then your, uh, your buy put expires worthless. It also limits the profits to the difference in strike price. So obviously the profit that you'll make is the 140 and 110, which is $30. And that's good enough given $30 is $3,000 for a simple cost of $600. So that's still 500% increase on your cost. Okay, I think you just need more examples here. So this is an example, an image of a bear put spread. So if you are uh, seeing JP Morgan, which is trading at about $136, some people would buy a put with a strike price of 130. So in our case, we took a stock, uh, our put option to 140. You could buy an in the money put option or an out of the money put option. In this case, in this example, he chose uh, a long put option, which is below his strike, which is an out-of-the-money put option. Now, he also sold the put, which is going to limit the uh, amount of the, or the cost that he will incur. So usually when you're long an out-of-the-money put, this is cheaper rather than a 140 for obvious reasons because it is a lower price. So if this was $7.50, we would assume that this is $6.50. And this would be, let's say, 50 cents. So that would give you a cost of just $6 versus this entire amount of $7.50 minus 50, which is $7. So it's cheaper, essentially, to buy an out-of-the-money put. Now, what is the risk when you do a bear put spread? As I said, you will lose money if JP Morgan rises dramatically. 
So a barefoot spread is dangerous if JP Morgan, the underlying shares, actually rises in price within the month. So if it rises uh, in price, what happens? If it rises in price, that means that um, all these uh, put options that you purchase will expire to zero. Right, so whatever cost you, uh, let's say there was a three hundred dollar cost, then you lose three hundred dollars. Now, what happens if JP Morgan rallies to two hundred dollars? Do you lose a lot of money? No, you lose basically three hundred dollars. Whatever the cost you incurred uh, on your bear put spreads is gonna be your loss. So the beautiful thing about a bear put spread is that you are gonna lose money, but it's not unlimited amount of money. So if you're uh, if you spent $500, then you're going to lose $500, whether JP Morgan rallies $150 or $300. So a bear put spread is quite um, helpful for you if you're bearish, but uh, you want to also minimize the risk of loss. Now, at the same time, what happens to you if you make money? Now, we're not going to get unlimited reward in a bear put spread, as we know. Our reward will be capped based on the spread of our put options, uh, our buy put and sell put, right? So if we bought a put on, um, on JP Morgan, for instance, at 140 and we have a sell put at 110, 140 minus 110 is $30. So that would be our maximum gain if ever. So that's the reason why um, your gain is not huge, your loss is not huge, but from a risk reward perspective, it's actually a great idea when you are trying to make a bear put spread. So here's an example that we can all do for Microsoft. So say for instance, what we see here right now in Microsoft is a potential resistance here at about 316. Let's assume that we believe that Microsoft might fall moderately towards 300 or 280. We want to do what? We could buy, again, a Microsoft put option at 320 here near resistance. So if we're if the price today is 308 and you're buying 320, that is called an in-the-money put option. Now, what about selling a 280 put? That is how uh, that is selling an out-of-the-money put option. So you're receiving a credit here. Right now, if you make a bearish put spread right now on Microsoft, you are spending $15. So it's about five. $1,500 to make a spread, a bearish put spread, bearish put spread on Microsoft. So usually what I will do here is that I will just post uh, good until cancel, uh, see if I can get filled. If I if, if within three days or four days, I still not don't get filled, then it's fine. So my priority when I'm creating a bearish put spread is simply to lower my cost. So um, if you try to understand um, the cost of uh, buying a bearish spread on Microsoft at 320, you'll notice that 320 minus 308 is already $12 intrinsic value, right? Intrinsic value. And you also have to pay a slight premium on the volatility. So the truth of the matter is that a Microsoft put option today is worth uh, more than $15. So that's the reason why I had to sell a put at 280 just to lower my cost. What is the downside of making bearish put spreads? The downside of making bearish put spreads, obviously, is that if Microsoft fell down and even broke 280, let's say Microsoft fell to 70, um, my buy puts at 320 will print a lot of money. Obviously, 320 minus 270 will become $50. But the sell puts at 280 will make an assignment. Obviously, uh, the person will assign that 
shares of Microsoft to you. And therefore, um, you will have to end up just making the gain of 320 minus 280 or 40 dollars. So you will still make money 320 minus 280, which is 40, but not to the point that you'll make more money, even if Microsoft falls all the way to 260. This is the reason why bearish put spreads, your reward is limited, but it's also limited risk. So I think that from a risk reward standpoint, it's one of the best. One thing that I have to make a, a requirement to you go to you though is that. Uh, bear put spreads would have a margin requirement. So that is the reason why it's a little bit uh, problematic. Um, there is that margin requirement. Now, I'm also going to show to you another uh, application of bearish positions, risk reversal. So risk reversals is a little bit more uh, risky. And the reason is because risk reversals will incur unlimited risk when you're wrong. So what is a risk reversal? Risk reversal is used for hedging or speculation. It can be used to simulate a synthetic long or short position. So example, we're bearish in the market. What exactly do we do? If we're bearish the stock like JP Morgan, what we would do is we will buy a put option and we would, uh, sorry, uh, usually you would buy an out of the money put and writing a call is selling a call. So you will sell an out of the money call option. Meaning, example, um, we want to essentially assume that nobody in his right mind will buy JP Morgan at 160 or 170 because we believe that JP Morgan is going to go down the drain, say 120 or 110. This is very risky if we are wrong because the moment that JP Morgan actually breaks above your put option, you will lose two times. Your buy put options will expire worthless and your sell calls will have an unlimited downside. So there is a very huge risk on risk reversal, but at the same time, the risk reward profile of selling calls and buying puts is actually similar to, to a short stock position. So um, here's how it works. No, um, Let's go again to the chart of JP Morgan. Let's take a look at JP Morgan here. So a lot of people, when they're shorting a stock, they usually just short the shares. So what is the risk of somebody who owns a 100 share short on JP Morgan at 137? If JP Morgan rallies to $150, that means 150 minus 137 is a loss of $1,300, right? So that's about $13 in terms of premiums in, uh, in your options trades. Okay, so is it possible to actually lose $1,300 and get bigger rewards versus simply just shorting the stock of JP Morgan today. So there are several ways. One way to actually do that is, so since a simple short of JP Morgan will actually incur you at the same time an unlimited risk, right? Because if you're shorting at 137, it actually goes 150. What you normally see traders do is that they have a stop loss here at 150, right? So somewhere here, maybe that's their stop loss. So that means that they would buy right? They would buy uh, at $150 if they're wrong, right? So that's their stop loss. Okay, so from an options perspective, there are several ways of doing this. A risk reversal means that he is selling a call, selling calls at $150, buying puts at $140 on JPM. On JPM. Okay, so Let's just evaluate these options for you. Okay. This is essentially the risk reversal trade. 
selling calls out of the money. You'll notice that 150 is an out of the money, right? So selling out of the money calls and buying at the money puts or uh, in the money puts, actually, if you'll notice. Okay, so same thing for, uh, for our definition here. That is what it is. You are writing, so you are actually selling a call, an out-of-the-money call, and you're buying here, he's buying an out-of-the-money put. If you want to buy an out-of-the-money put, that would mean that you're buying an out-of-the-money put at 130. So the price today is 136. An out-of-the-money put is something like 135 or 130. So let's do that, 130. So let's take a look at uh, JP Morgan. So again, um, this is just an example. So let's do it a 30-day or 42-day expiry. Buying a put option at 130 would cost us $3 today. If we sell an out-of-the-money call option today, how much would it uh, pay us? It's 86 cents. So here. So we are paying three and getting one. So in effect, we are just paying $2, right? So this is what we call a risk reversal. Selling a call, buying a put, we are paying $2. Is it possible that these things can actually give us a skewed negative wherein we are getting paid um, just to make this uh, risk reversal? Yes, it's possible. So... Um, that's the reason why risk reversals are very risky. So, um, but it's possible. When you are truly bearish, this is what you're actually looking to do. Okay, um, let's talk about that. Why should you use a risk reversal strategy in the first place if it is very risky? Well, in the early stages of a bear market, if yesterday was a topish signal, today, i.e. the next day, is still a way, an optimal way to create your strategy. The biggest drawback is that the margin requirements will be onerous. The sell call is going to take a huge requirement. Uh, usually, the short leg is really the substantial part. no? So the margin requirements is really the difficult uh, thing when you're doing risk reversals. Nonetheless, we will teach you uh, for the SQQQ how you could do a risk reversal here. So uh, with SQQQ, let's go to that. Let's just uh, review some examples. Uh, for SQQQ, this is an inverse fund, which is the NASDAQ. Notice that uh, we are looking at a potential uh, top on NASDAQ, which gives us a really good uh, early bullish move on your SQQQ. So one way to do this is, number one, you are, of course, selling a put. Simultaneous do it. So sell a put, SQQQ, at 30 and buy a call, SQQQ, at 31 or 33. So we are doing a sell put. Um, so essentially, the SQQQ sell puts is going to give you a reward. It will give you a premium, right? So it gives you right now a certain money. And then buying a call will, of course, need you to pay up some money. We think that is uh, good if you are really bullish into a a certain move, i.e. you are looking for SQQQ to rise. This is the inverse fund. How do you do that? So you just go to SQQQ. Um, there are several ways. Again, um, you can just simply buy the stock or do it this way. So um, we are teaching people to do it for April 29. 
So you want to, here I've already tried to do the example, simultaneously sell a put on SQQ at 30 and then buy a call at 33 on April 29. So basically you are selling puts here, sell your puts at 33, and then you are, uh, sorry, sell your puts at 30, right? And then you buy this 33 call. So notice that the cost is 309 minus 101, which is about $2, right? So it's really cheap. You can do this, $2. The risk reversal on SQQQ is just $2. So you buy it, they order. Submit by order. That's just how you do it. So, of course, the cheaper, the better. Um, sometimes if you are able to get an S, how could you lose money? Let's talk about how to lose, how do you lose money in this endeavor on this risk reversal? Take note that a sell put at $30 means that you are you are required buyer of SQQQ at 30 bucks. Okay. So you have to have 30 times 100. You need to have $3,000 in your buying power account. At the same time, when you're buying a call option on SQQQ and willing to pay three bucks for it, while you are not required to pay up the money, $3 is all you need to pay, $300, it will still require this, uh, this option leg on SQQQ would need you $3,300. So it's not really $200. While the, the, payoff, uh, the payout is $200 today, you actually need to have 3-3 in your buying power account. So those are things that you have to be aware of when you're doing risk reversals. Um, nonetheless, it will pay off quite magnanimously when you are right. How will it pay you off magnanimously? Number one, if how do you compute? Um, okay, to compute your reward, it's like this. If SQQQ goes from thirty-three to thirty-six, obviously this three dollars here, the call option will explode up because the implied volatility will go up. So the $3 could rally to 5 or 6 to 9 or 10, depending on where SQQQ strike price is on April 29. So let's assume on April 29, SQQQ went 36. So minimum 36 minus 33, this would have gone um, $3. So of course, you want to close um, profit before April 29. So you're doing it this as a as a short-term trade, not really to let it expire on April 29. You want the implied volatility to go up and take profit on it. Basically, that's, that's your plan. Now, what happens on your sell put at 30? It will expire worthless. Once SQQQ trades at 33, 34, 35, 36, all your sell puts expire worthless and you just simply get the premium. That's why the $1 here, which you are getting today, is actually a cost reduction basis on this $3. So that's really how it works. It's lowering your cost but um, and getting a bigger reward. So instead of like $3 cost, it's becoming $2. So $2, $2.25 would be okay for this, uh, for, this, for this SQQQ. We are looking at the SQQQ risk reversal trades for tonight. April 1. Now let's review what we just talked about. Bear spread, limited risk, limited reward, but not really bad. You know, if you think about it, a bear spread is buying a put and selling a put at the same expiry date. 
you are simply buying an in-the-money put and selling an out-of-the-money put. Sometimes people will buy an in-the-money or an at-the-money or an out-of-the-money, but uh, basically you're buying a put option here and selling a put option lower to limit the decline in case uh, the stock is actually something that you're looking at a moderate range. Now, the bearish risk reversals is uh, you're buying a put and you're also selling an out-of-the-money call. So in this case, you want the sell calls to expire worthless and your put option, uh, you're, you're looking at the, the stock to go all the way down. So that's why you're just buying an at-the-money put option. So how can you do these things? For the bear spread, let's assume that the NASDAQ, you want to make a, an assumption. So I'll, I'll help you with the QQQs. Uh, this is another thing that you can do. QQQs is the NASDAQ. So this is $372 right now. It's now $362. We are seeing that confirmation top. Let's assume that you think that the QQQs or the NASDAQ will fall, but it will not fall all the way down to $315. let us assume you think that it's going to fall from $370 towards $350. How could you do that implementation? Several ways of doing that is berry spreads. So you are buying a QQQ, let's say two-week expiry at $370, but you are selling at 350 as well. So right now, actually, um, the, the, the put, the bear spread here is about $7. So um, if you're going to try to make a put spread on the NASDAQ. Now for Apple, I also took a look at the options already for tonight. Apple, um, if you want to make a bearish risk reversal, right now, this is where Apple is. Apple is also near the resistance. It's trading at 175 and what you could do here is uh, if you are really bearish on Apple, this is one you can do. You simply buy a 175 put and you sell a 180 call option. So what you just did is actually called a risk reversal trade for Apple, which is bearish. You're buying an Apple put for June and uh, you're buying it at 175 price today and you're selling a 180 call limit for uh for june actually it's cheap at three dollars in case you want to make a bearish risk reversal you are gonna spend about three dollars or three hundred dollars however let me reiterate that a bearish risk reversal gives you unlimited risk so um let's take a look again on the the very on, on risk reversals no you need to understand the risk reward payoff so the risk reversal trading strategy is like this. Um, here. Just copy this. So Wall Street uh, allows you to basically sell a call and buy a put option. So you're buying, again, you're buying a put option on Apple and you're selling a call. Now, if Apple actually fell down, obviously your sell call will expire to zero. And that means that you just clocked in that premium. While your buy put option on Apple will print money the moment Apple falls down over that time span. So in terms of reward, you have unlimited reward as well. Your Apple can, your buying Apple puts can print a lot of money. Your selling calls will all expire to zero, which means that you have unlimited reward. What happens when you're wrong? What if Apple goes beyond $180, goes $185? What happens? 
your put option expires to zero and your sell call now is going to print losses the moment Apple hits higher and higher. So that's how you lose money. The moment Apple keeps on printing above your sell call, which is, let's say, your Apple sell call strike was 180, when do you lose money? When Apple hits above 180. So 181, 182, and so on. Of course, we can uh, analyze the cost that you really uh, incurred on your bear spreads, but that's how you should think about it. There is an unlimited loss when you have a risk reversal. So yon. Let's, uh, let's go here. No? So from a margin risk requirement perspective, should you buy put options, should you combinations, or just simply do inverse funds? This is a normal question when you're bearish. When you buy a put option or you buy a call option and inverse fund, the truth is it's going to incur low margin requirement. Example, if I were to buy 100 SQQ shares, right now SQQQ is about $30. 100 SQQQ shares is going to cost $3,300 for my account. It's also going to be the same in your account. So if you have a $10,000 account, you can only buy 100 shares of SQQQ, typically, 33%. Now, if you, if you wanted to short the entire market without spending $10,000, how could you do that? Well, if you check the put option on Apple, you check the put option on QQQs, and you check the call options on SQQQ, you might actually just spend less than $1,000 on all these put options and yet have the same control in terms of shares. Sample, take a look at the put option today of Apple. So let's do this. huh? Let's show to you that options um, is going to allow you to do the same uh, implementation with less money at less money. So here, so if we're buying SQQQ, so we can either buy one contract, one contract is 100 shares, so we think it's going to go higher, so we'll just simply spend this one, this $3. So this is something that you can also just do. You don't need to uh, sell a put, you just need to buy a call. So if you click buy call, you click that trade, it will cost you $3. Okay, so that's all you do. Just click that, buy a 33 call, they order, submit. How much in terms of margin requirements did you need? Not much. $300 was all you need. So if you have $10,000, that's very small. Now, if you're wrong, what happens? You just lose $300. So in a way, buying that option is very low risk, very cheap to implement. And when you are right, if 33 goes 36, your $300 will go up maybe $400, $500, depending on how implied volatility will move between the next 10 to 20 days. Usually, if you're doing a one-month expiry, my assumption is that within one week, once you hit a 50% or 100% gain, you're automatically exiting. If you buy it at three, automatic exit at five or six. At the same time, if you're wrong, that is your lottery option, meaning your $3 will just expire to zero by April 29. Okay, or some people, they, they'll cut loss before April 29. That's also fine. So that means that your total risk is still $3, $300, the price they paid. So that is one way. Okay, let's take a look at Apple. If you were to short Apple, right now, if you were to short Apple, you would need 
$17,500, right? Because 100 shares of Apple is uh, 175 times 100. That's $17,500. So you need a lot of money just to short Apple. Now, what if you are just wanting to short Apple without incurring $17,500? Let's, let's look at the put option. The put option of Apple is simple. It's just $3, no? So um, $3. So let's say we are really bearish on Apple. $3 is for April 13. You can get a time decay for that. Um, so quite expensive. Uh, let's, let's find something like one month. No? So let's give ourselves some time decay, a bit, uh, time to be right, 175. Let's trade that. How much would it cost? It's about $6. So, okay, so if you are bearish on Apple and you want to have some time, uh, time for your lead time to be correct, you can buy a one-month expiry. It will cost you $6. But if you are really bearish Apple and you think that Apple would fall within the next 20 days, then you can just choose something uh, closer expiry, say the April 22s or the April 29s. So you'll see that if that is six, this will be just $5 or $4. So let's take a look at April 29. April 29 would cost $5. Okay. So that's, so I'm going to, so what exactly did I do if these options get filled? I'm willing to lose $5 for an Apple put, which means that I'm willing to lose $500. From a, mark, from a margin requirement, is options really risky? Well, if I shorted JP Morgan or Apple, I would have had a stop loss, right? And I would probably still have a risk exposure of at least $2,000 as well. So implementing buying one contract of Apple puts or buying one call contract of SQQQ it is the same. If you think about it, the risk exposure is the same. And you don't need a lot of margin requirement in order to do so. So that's why we are teaching you uh, options in case you want to utilize it in your portfolio. So if you tell me that you have a $10,000 account and you want to buy one put option Apple, it can cost you $5. Uh, a put option on QQQ could cost as little as $3 or $5, depending on out-of-the-money puts or in-the-money puts. Same thing for your SQQQ. In essence, I could make a put option on Apple, the NASDAQ, and inverse funds and just risk, say, $500 or $1,000. It all depends on expiry dates and, of course, the strike price. So it is enough, your $1,000 will be enough to give you enough moves for a 50% without really taking a lot of risk. How much risk did you take? Let's say I took a loss of about $300 each, so that's about $900. Yes, I would lose $900 to make $450, but if you think about it, this is still a calculated risk, especially when the edge is really in your favor. So selling calls or selling puts is actually combination equivalent of bearish risk reversals and bearish trends. It sounds fancy, but it's actually getting, uh, it's just really writing calls and writing, um, and writing puts and getting premiums. So the difference is that when you're writing calls, unlimited risk. When you're writing puts, at the very least, all you need is a lot of money. Margin requirement lang yan because the sell put will only require you, for instance, if it's, it's a, if it's a sell put 280 on Microsoft, it requires me to buy Microsoft at 280, whatever happens. And let's assume that you are really bullish on Microsoft anyway. Then being required to pay Microsoft 280 times 100 simply means you need $28,000. So actually, between bearish risk reversal and bearish put spreads, 
bearish put spreads is not risky if you really planned to buy Microsoft at that 280 level or whatever stock you're looking at to make a sell put option upon. So it's actually um, really just taking you a lot of margin requirements rather than um, a lot of fancy shit. So this is a Coinbase. Let's take a look at this. Let's assume that on Coinbase, same thing, you want to buy a put 210 and sell a put at 140 or 150. This, uh, I took a look already on Coinbase, the, the, the spread here. When you're buying put and selling put, this is called a bear put spread. It's going to cost you about $24, and I think that's good enough for about a month expiry. Now, for Riot Blockchain in general, we're a little bit bearish because um, crypto usually is a risk asset. So when stocks fall, uh, usually all these crypto stocks fall. So just sh sharing to you all the stocks that we think are ripe to, to have a fall. And you can decide for yourself whether you want to just short the shares directly, buy a put option directly. It's very low risk if you buy a put option. Or you simply just make um, a bear put spread, which is buy put, sell put, same expiry. Or if you really are really, really bearish, then you go buy put, sell call, which is a bearish risk reversal. All of that is valid as a strategy as long as you are willing to take the risk of that strategy. This is uh, the Invesco Trust, which is the NASDAQ, the QQQ. As we said, you can make a bear put spread here. Buy, um, buy a put option at 370 and then sell a put at 350 or even sell a put at 330. Take note that if you sell a put lower, then of course there is lower premium that you will receive. This is your NASDAQ. As we said, every first day of the week, there's always been a bearish downdraft because of the options expiry. So we've noticed that every time the options expire, um, the next week, you're getting a lot of people. Uh, there is no reluctance. I, I mean, there's no reason for them to support the, the issues. They don't have put options expiring or call options expiring. So there's no mad scramble or no short covering happening. So usually that's the reason why traders are pouncing their shorts on the first day of the month or first day of the week. This was true on January 3, February 2, March 3. And we believe today, April 1, is another great opinion for you to short the markets and in initiate bear strategies. So bearish risk reversals are good place. Bearish put spreads are good place. You can do it in S&P 500. Take note, S&P 500 already confirms this short-term top. So that means at 4.6, you can short the S&P that is about um, 460 in the SPY. So let's take a look as well on some meme stocks. Meme stocks today are very volatile. In fact, tonight, I think after hours, GameStop is opening at $190. So it shot up again. Can it rise to $250? We think that anything is possible. That's why for GameStop, since there's no confirmation yet, we will be on the sidelines here. Nonetheless, I think some people are going to play GameStop via um, really more on selling the premiums because usually GameStop, it does not make sense to buy put options because um, it is very expensive to do so. So what people usually do is they would, uh, in my view, they will be selling puts and selling calls. It's actually more of a short strangle. I don't know if I need to teach you that for GameStop because it's a little bit complicated. So nonetheless, for GameStop, um, I think people are doing uh, a sell put strategy here. Sell puts at $120 or $100, their sell puts there. And they're selling calls here about $250 or $200. So they're taking the premiums 
um, sell put and sell call, the short strangle strategy, I think, is being done in, into GameStop. So it's really just collecting premiums and assumes that uh, GameStop will trade within that band. So if you think that uh, GameStop will trade below 300, what you could do here is actually, uh, just to give you an information of what I believe traders are doing for GameStop, they're selling the calls, uh, very high call premiums on GameStop at $250. So let me just teach you how to do that. Um, might as well teach you how. Um, this is how to do it. No, So the short strangle strategy is going to be... Um, uh, the, the 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 implementation for GameStop in case no, so GameStop you see a very wide band here. So um, take a look at the 250 calls. So 250 calls. Uh, sorry, it's very low low pala. So that's April. Let's find um one month from now. So usually you try to sell calls one month from now so that there there's juicier premiums to take rather than two weeks or something. So juicy premiums are getting done here at about 225. So this is good enough. So selling calls at 225 will give you as big as $12. That means you're receiving that. And then if you are selling puts at about 150, uh, let's say you're selling puts at 150 or 100, maybe 130. Um, the reason 130 is because if you take a look at the chart um, of, uh, of GameStop, you see a lot of buyers here at 130. So you are selling puts at 130 and then you're selling calls near 250. Okay, so that's that's a good, I mean, decent risk reward, right? So selling puts at 130 will give you $10. So you net how much? 10 here and then how much here? 12 here. So a net profit or a net premium of about $22, assuming that all, sorry, maliyang buy call. It should be... Um, we are selling puts and selling calls. Wait, balik yan. Uh, let me check. It should be sell. So click the bid. So sell. So it, it's both sells. So it's a short strangle. You're collecting. Yeah. I'm selling. Wait, click. Sell. Trade. Wait, wait, wait. Sell. Let me fix. It should be a sell. There. Sell that 225. Sell 220. Let me see if it's correct now. Okay, there. So this is what I'm saying. It's a short strangle. So you're selling a puts at 130 for GME and you're selling a 220 call. You're receiving what? 13 and 10. That's about $24. Not bad if you think about it. So, yeah. If you want to get more premiums, that would be even juicier. So, um, yeah. So, ganyan lang. When you're selling, that that's something that you receive. Submit. So, you want it to actually decline and decay over time, over 30 days, 40 days. That short strangle assumes that the volatility will die down or at least Trade within 220 and uh, what's the other price? Uh, 130. So yeah, let's uh, let's let's go through uh, several charts here. So I think in general for GME, AMC, and BBBY, they're very high premiums today. So uh, the only strategy that can be done here is really short strangle technique if you want to really make a trade on them, which is really selling calls and selling puts. Same thing can be done for Bed Bath and Beyond. You'll notice all of them have super high. 
um, super high premiums today. Um, for Lucid, I would create a barefoot spread for this. In general, I would create a short position via barefoots, bearish puts. So for all of them. So Lucid is a short here at $28. So you can simply buy a put option at $28 and then sell a put option at $20 to lower your cost. The recent March 15 low is where you will sell your puts and this is where you will buy your puts. Same thing can be said for Rivian. Same, same attack. So for Rivian, you sell 57, uh, you buy 57 and you sell this uh, puts here at about 30 plus. So that's how you create your bear spreads on all of them. So right now, I'm just going to show you all the charts, which I believe we are bearish upon, which you can create bear spreads yourself. So Rivian is a short. XPeng is also a good short. You'll notice that the recent high of XPeng has been lower highs. So you want to create buying a put here and selling a put here. That's really what you want to do for XPeng. Neo, the same thing. Buy a put high here at 23 and then sell a put here at 15. Lee Auto, same thing, short. BYD is also a short, 12.11. A while ago in Hong Kong, it even rallied near resistance at 2.25. We think that is still a short. So you want to sell a put here at 2.27 and buy a put, uh, sorry, buy a put at 2.27 and sell a put here at 170. So you're buying put options at the high prices. Now, Valkyrie Bitcoin Miners is also a good short. So in case that you want to simply shorten ETF instead of shorting uh, Coinbase or uh, MicroStrategy, this is something that you could sell uh, straight, which is uh, this sticker symbol is WGMI, Valkyrie Bitcoin Miners ETF. So we see a uh, short-term resistance here, 28. So you can do the same thing here. Um, another short is um, Defiance Digital. This is the block. Uh, I think this is the BLOK or this is the DAP, the APP, also a short. So you'll see that all these uh, crypto-related stocks are actually good short criterias, that bearish candle here. Coinbase is also a good short here. So we started shorting last night at 199. Tonight, you can still short it at 189. Create bear put spreads for that. Macro strategy, also wonderful to make a bear put spread. So um, 518 or 486, continue shorting. Um, I prefer personally to make a lot of bear put spreads um, because I see that the market has limited upside. Um, and even if you argue there's limited downside, example, MicroStrategy would have a lot of buyers here at 400, selling, uh, buying put and selling put here is good reward already, even from just trading. So um, without incurring too much margin, actually bear put spreads are good, uh, good ways to handle in an account rather than shorting 100 shares per se. So example, for Silvergate, you can short 100 shares. Yes, you can do that. Short 100 shares would be $150. It will cost you $15,000. But if you make a bear put spread on Silvergate, it's actually cheaper. So you buy a put at $170, then you sell put at $130. It will cost you something like less than $1,000. So you can, for all of them, um, you can do bear put spreads tonight, whichever you want to short. Silvergate is a good short. Overstock has already fallen, so I wouldn't uh, make a short here. But it also tells you that the entire crypto stocks are already falling down and weakening. Right Blockchain is a short. Marathon is a short. Canaan is a short. Joby Aviation is also nearing a short here. So uh, if you want to short this EVTOL, you might want to do that. I think the reason why Joby has been rallying is because it's been offering the flying taxis in partnership with Uber. So Joby is already a good area to sell here at $7.
WeWork will also be a good short, so you can make a bear put spread here at about $8. So you buy a put option at eight and then you sell a put here at five. So that would be a good, uh, a good, a good way to attack these uh, WeWork bear put spreads. Chipotle, I'll do the same. Bear put spreads here at about $1,600, make a buy put and then sell a put here at $1,300. 1300 so in every stock that you'll see here it's all really a good um a good way to make a bear put spread cheesecake factory we would make a bear put spread so in essence all the consumer discretionary because we believe inflation is a problem same thing for blooming brands so earnings was a problem so there you want to short that rally especially here at 23 dollars Wingstop has not given an entry. There was a little rally, but very minute. But you can see the overall sector is bad. Jack in the Box will be a good short. Take note here. Jack in the Box is trading at $95. What a great area from a risk-reward perspective. So um, this is a good short idea. Jack in the Box and Chipotle, uh, what is the risk in case you short them? Um, there is a potential for Chipotle to make a stock split. Take note the GME today rallied 15% higher because of just an announcement of a stock split. Tesla rose 9% because of a stock split. So assuming Chipotle indeed makes a stock split, that 1600 can go 17 or 1800 which will really ruin the shorts. So in case that you wanted to be aware, so far the big cap companies like Mercado Libre, uh, Chipotle, there are rumors. Those $1,000 names are being rumored to have stock splits. So uh, just like just, just like what happened with Tesla and what happened with NVIDIA before, so those are happening. Dutch Brothers, we shorted and uh, it, it already materialized. So you're seeing that if there was a bear put spread here, that would be a big gain for Dutch Brother puts. Sweet Greens, also the same thing. We are looking bears here. We are bearish on them. We are very bearish on apparel and consumer cyclicals. This tapestry has been giving our short idea. Uh, our shorts have been printing money already. So any rallies would be continuous shorts for tapestry. Uh, same for Capri Holdings. You're seeing very strong shorts on this consumer cyclical idea. So we are continuously shorting them. Same for department stores. Nordstrom is a short. Macy's is a short. LVMH, which is a consumer discretionary name, may be shorted, especially here at about 700 areas. This is in euros. So in case that you're looking at LVMH, you have to be looking at the um, European. So it's in Europe. Levi Strauss, also big. Uh, you're, you're seeing the same uh, trend. All the consumer cyclicals are having a problem. So short. I think the problem has to do with supply chain. So most of them have been reporting lower sales. Plus, add to the fact that consumer discretionary is a want, so not necessarily going to have exhibiting high sales uh, on, a, on an inflationary environment. Under Armour, getting sold down here at $16. Nike, even if good earnings, you're noticing very hard for the supply chain problem, so also being shorted at $140. Lululemon had a very good earnings. That's why there was that big pump from $280 to $380. We think last night was already a sign of weakness, and so even Lululemon and Nike are not immune from a short. Uh, so if you want to short um, big companies, Lululemon, Nike, Louis Vuitton, they all also exhibit short ideas, even Amazon and Tesla. So consumer discretionary stocks are a short. What's happening to reopening names like concerts? We're seeing Live Nation actually trade within this 125 area of resistance. So this would be a good bear put spread. So for Live Nation, I would, I would implement a $130 buy put and then sell puts at $100. This is a very good um, uh, a bear put spread to make, to make on Live Nation. 
Booking holdings, uh, booking holdings. Actually, most of the consumer discretionary items have had a huge rally. Take note that booking went from eighteen hundred all the way to two four. So that is a thirty percent rally. We think that the puts are actually cheap already. So buy a put option here at two four, and then sell a put here at one eight. That would be a good. Um, you'll get a very good. Uh, I think it's very cheap if you want to make a bear spread on booking holdings. Same for Expedia and Airbnb. So all of these are exhibiting great risk reward uh, for you uh, on the bear put spreads. So buy a put at 200 for Expedia and then sell a put at 155. So even the airlines we think are having a, a good risk reward here wherein you're doing a bearish spread. So Southwest Airlines, you're about $48. You buy a put and you sell a put at that level of 38. In general, um, we want to buy a put on March 31 price and sell a put on March 15 price. That's essentially what you're doing in these stocks. Southwest Airlines, Expedia, Booking, American Airlines. So the same thing happening here. U.S. Global Jets. So here, also a sell here. Despite the fact, you might ask, oil is now falling below 100. Isn't it possible that Global Jets and all these reopening of countries would inspire a recovery? That is the reason why we're not saying that we are, um, we are not saying that we are perfectly correct but we think that it's just a risk-reward game. In the risk-reward aspect, we think that there is a very cheap way to be bearish on the airlines or the, or the traveling segment. And uh, the bear put spread is actually a low-risk event. Um, all that you have to do is, if it, if it costs you $3, then it's just $300. The only risk is that if it falls, then it sells put, right? Then you are assigned. You're just assigned those shares. So if you buy a put at 22 and you sell a put at 18 or 17, you're just assigned at 17. So there's no real huge uh, risk uh, to talk about. Duolingo is a good short in my view. So 100 sell, uh, buy put and then sell puts at 70. JP Morgan, as I said, financials are good shorts. Deutsche Bank, good short. UBS, also a good short. So European, HSBC, a good short here. European financials are already weakening. In case you want to just shorten ETF, this is the financials ETF equivalent to the US XLF. This is the European financial EUFN. So 1950 was the top. We think it's going to fall further. So you can already buy put options on EUFN. Um, yeah, so this was the uh, SQQQ. This is the SARC. So we think all the inverse funds are ready to go up. Um, this is your tech bear. So all the technology stocks are exhibiting topish patterns. So we think that that means that uh, you're starting to get more love for the inverse funds. Same for financial bears. So this is FAS already going up last night. We think any dips would be bought at $18 is a good entry. Um, biotech bears, same thing. So we are also bearish on biotech. Uh, FANGs, so we are looking to be bearish. So we are buying the inverse fund. This is the semiconductor. We saw last night a huge jump. Those two bullish candles on the semiconductor bears is because of AMD. Uh, AMD fell on a downgrade by Bernstein. And uh, we think that uh, you know there's been a huge rally on semiconductors, which made all the bears uh, get all the way to support here at $32. We think that is already the support. So you want to sell put at 32 and then you buy a call option here at about 37 so that is a bullish risk reversal for semiconductor bear okay so uh, i i hope that you've learned a lot on this uh, on this class and um do make the right uh, trades in your por portfolios 
Um, and there's several ways of handling it. So yun. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.